The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. It's your boy Pooh Bell. Got my man Ant Petty Murphy in the building. What's good, my boy? You know what time it is, man. Game two, baby. Game two. It is WNBA game two. Um, my Liberty gonna get they they lit back, even the score, even the, even the series up tonight. Let's Liberty see. plus five. Let's go. Um, uh, but uh, man, man, man. Those y'all can't see. Check out my, my artwork live from the beach, you know. Had to do a, a scenic view. Shout out to uh Dilly Casso. That's uh I'm trying to think. Which one who the one cut his ear off? Van Gogh. All right, yeah, he can be Picasso then. It's abstract. It ain't uh anyway. Anyway, man, we got a good one tonight. Got a got our, our brother. From another show uh in the building, down south football's very own Renard. Yup, yup. Tuck I, me I, you know tuck me I, <laughs> I bad tuck. They want to see that picture again. That's why we ain't holler at Tuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He gonna, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, we already got him started. DJ Double Dose 205 said LSU by 50. Not too much now. Not too much. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that with y'all. But, hey, what I do want to say, I want to appreciate everybody for checking this out. You can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. and We appreciate that. Uh, Looking forward to this conversation tonight, man. It's not just the the LSU-Arvin game. Uh, All the games, man. It's, It's starting to heat up. Starting to eat up a matchup we've been looking for out west. Yep, finally here. It's finally here, man. So and then that, that matchup of I guess in the Midwest that includes a team from the West. No, oh, that's true. That's true. So so no, so enough. It's the uh uh what they say, the Catholics versus the draft picks. <laughs> 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 
Uh, ain't nobody taking y'all. Anyway, all right, man. Y'all know what it is. Uh, first, you know what we gotta do. We gotta give a shout out to our sponsors over at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, we had to bring them back. Representing for Down South Football Podcast. Uh, excuse me. Down South Football, the show. Our good man, man Renard Williams. Welcome back, bro. What's up, bro? What you mean don't do that? Y'all, it's the show, man. I mean, we got we to gotta get, get it right, man. I got you. I hear you. I hear you. How y'all doing, I, bro? We good, we good. Listen, I, I I put it like this. I know how we we all started. We may have started as a podcast. Oh, we all did. We we still are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we have grown to to be full production shows <laughs> and, and all that. Uh, we just don't pay nobody. You know what I'm saying? Sag got the writers tied up. You know what I'm saying? They ain't doing right, but we you know we here. We doing our thing. But what's good with you, bro? Man, I'm just maintaining, man. That's that's about it, man. I'm just trying to maintain. Ant, Ant, too quiet for me. He ain't saying nothing. What's going on with Ant? I'm going to wait till we get to the action. <laughs> okay. Auburn hate yeah. week. I believe it. I believe it. It's supposed it, to be. But le- you know what? Let's start Let's start with this. Let me let me ask this or, or say this. This is kind of for both of y'all. Is this the quietest LSU-Auburn game, like, week in your, like, recent memory? There's like no hype behind this game. Uh, I want to say yes, but it's probably because of where both teams um, are. Uh, the perception, the perception of where both yeah. teams are, and and the reality. You know, LSU. You know, y'all had the you know the the expectations of of the West, and you know you have some struggles with Auburn. They wouldn't they weren't expecting to win the West or anything like anything of that nature, but they was expecting a little bit. A little bit more on some side, not necessarily the record. The record is cool, but it's it's the expectations of the execution. Understandable, understandable. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think if you look at it though, the SEC as a whole ain't really getting the attention that it normally gets. I think when you look at what the Pac-12 doing out there with all the quarterbacks they got, all the undefeated teams, ranked teams that they got out there, a lot of the national spotlight is being you know shown out west. You know, even in, especially when you include what's going on in Colorado. So, I mean, <clears throat> ain't really as much attention being shown nationally as it normally has been, and especially not on the SEC. But then, when, like when you say where Norris is, a lot of people's counting this LSU team out, thinking that, you know, they're 
all their goals for the season are, are shot at this point, but I don't think that's the case. But nationally, that's kind of how they look at it. And the same with this Auburn team, they right. kind of them as Hugh Freeze came in. He and they still in the rebuilding stages. There's really not much to this game. But you would think that it would get a lot more attention, especially since this is the last time these two teams will play on an annual basis. So I think this game going to mean a lot to these programs, even though it might not be getting a lot of attention nationally. Very true. Very true. Very true. Especially with the the series basically up in the air where we go, you know, where we go from here. We don't, we don't really know. Like, will it be every year after next year? We don't, we don't have an idea. So. I want to say, uh, we talked about this game and, and, and even in, uh, in the graphic, I put, you know, in the title, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. We, we look, you got the, um, this in the bottom right. If y'all don't recognize, that's the game where both teams lost. Um, <laughs> where both teams won and then both teams <laughs> lost. Uh, that's where DJ Shark caught the uh, pass one second. Well, with uh, as time expired, and then they reviewed it and realized that the clock had already run out and stuff. Right. Uh, that's that one. If you look to the far bottom left, that's the barn burner. The barn uh, when, burner game. When the barn caught on fire. Uh, yeah. In the top, uh, well, in the middle, in the bottom, of course, that's for, you know, saying run, Leonard, run. Uh, you've got the hur- the uh, earthquake game uh, in the top right. You've got uh, DJ Shark again with the, uh, with the uh, comeback game in uh, 17. Then you got the Cole Tracy, uh, Kick Tracy game. In the top middle, so it's like things have happened, and this was just what I could fit. Right. Um, we know the the interception game where uh, uh, Damian Craig came in. Uh, they Arvin was down. Arvin had what six interceptions. Uh, Damian Craig led the comeback in that game. Uh, you've got, I mean, like I said, the cigar game, the scar game. I think mm. that might have been the same one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I can't remember Mike, but, but can't yeah. remember. I can't then you remember. got the Nick game. Nah, it was like 94. That was the last so time. The guard game was in 99, wasn't it? I'd see. We can look at either way. There's so many of I mean, them. It's like like a like like a like like a, a series every every game. I mean like a name for every game. Yeah. The cam game, yeah. So, yeah. Let's see, when yeah. was that game? I mean, even last year's game with the crazy uh, Greg Brooks pick to kind of seal the game where he yeah. basically stole the ball away. Yeah, it was 99. 99, okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's just, yeah. It's like, like I said, games just. It's historic. With that being said, what game is your, I guess, stands out in your mind as is one of your your favorite games? Uh, Renard, we can start with you. You know, Arm LSU. I, I said which yeah. one? I, I got two, but go ahead. Ooh, I wasn't prepared for that. I'll say, uh, hmm. Probably the, the 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 Cam New Run game mm-hmm. because of the implications that was on the line. Uh, 
who like you know who it was and who it was against you know with Patrick Peterson and all that kind of good stuff like that. That's one that kind of always stands out. But it's so many. It, it's it's really so many. It's so many that you deal with. Like <laughs> you named a lot of them earlier. Whether it's the earthquake game, whether it's the, the interception game, or man, it go it just keeps going. This, this series never disappoints. Never. Yeah. I think I gotta go with <clears throat> you said one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stick with one, but uh you can give me two. I, I, I got I'm, I got I'm two. Gonna stick, I'm gonna stick with one 2018, just because of how big of a comeback it was with the Derek Dillon pass that nobody ever really seems to remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that comeback doing it in Jordan Hell. I think that was what the uh right the biggest thing to me. Yeah. Um I forgot about this one. 2005, uh, it's not talked about at all. Oh my god, uh, John Vaughn, uh, forgot how to kick and it was ultimately decided <laughs> the West that year. So that was, uh, which I forget which hurricane had hit Mobile. Um, uh, so it was a struggle trying to find where to watch the game, right? Uh, but the, what, what I remember about that game that Friday night went to a high school football game, um, mm-hmm. with my aunts and uncles and, and my dad. And the whole game, I, I kept saying, a whole high school game, I kept saying, and LSU finna beat Auburn tomorrow. They, I'm talking about, I talked about the whole game. After the, my aunts and uncles all called me all day on Saturday. I ain't answered the phone. They called and left messages. and Hey, did you see the game? Just wonder if you saw the game. Listen, if you, Katrina, Katrina, there you go. Okay. There you go. Did you wonder if you saw the game? I was like, oh, man. But that was the game. Um. That one had some some headaches in it too because it was a uh, that was one where I think if I'm not mistaken LSU scored, um, Auburn scored LSU scored missed the extra point Auburn right. scored uh, LSU blocked the extra point but they called the jumping oh the the leaping leaping yeah field. the leaping yep. and Auburn re kicked and got the hit that one so um, but my game. The first Uh-oh. one. I'm scared to hear this one. No, nah, no, nah, ain't nothing. My first <laughs> one was um, and the only reason why this one sticks out of my mind is because it's the first time I realized the LSU Auburn rivalry. And it was the mm-hmm. barn burner. Because I remember watching that and and we was like, oh, some it's on fire. The stadium on fire. You know, because everybody thought it was the stadium, but it was the right. you know, barn yeah. in the distance. Barn, yeah. Yeah, so that one stuck sticks out of my mind is like first in memory, but the game that just always sticks out, the Meacher's Birds, you can't see me game. Mm. 2007. Score at the last, you know what I'm saying, with two seconds left. Yeah. So um I was living in Montgomery at the time. And uh for those of you who don't know, Montgomery and Auburn are separated probably about 30, 40 miles. 30, 40 miles, yeah. 30, 40 miles, maybe it's it, it may be a uh, uh, hour drive, but it's a, like 34, if that 45 minutes. Um, uh, but yeah, um, that game and some <laughs> after LSU scored, I went outside mm-hmm. and somebody was on the, at their apartment <laughs> complex on a balcony. It's like, Elf, they always do this to us. <laughs> so <laughs> So, but I was like, that was one of my favorite games that year. So, well, yeah, that that one always stick out to me. So, but uh, let's let's talk about this year. <laughs> so, Noah, y'all got a new head coach. 
familiar face to the SEC. Hugh Very Freeze. familiar face. Hugh Freeze. Uh, great, great hire. Probably one of the best hires in the offseason uh, for head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, just simply because, well, I, I say that, you know, saying initially it looks like it. You know, because, you know. Right. Let me ask this. What is what makes this team so much different this year than it was last year? Ooh. Uh, depending on which way you're looking at it, um, the effort is definitely better. The overall structure of the whole program is totally different. Like, you hear a lot of people talk about the words alignment when it mm-hmm. comes down to Auburn University. Uh, I will say everybody is on the same alignment, on the same page. Or like, okay, we know how far we went back. We know we got to go to move forward. But the team-wise, everybody seems to be bought in and understand where, where they have to go. Now, the execution, <laughs> that's, that's, a whole, that's a whole different issue. Um, and being reality, the reality of knowing where you are, uh, how you're going to have to build this roster. You know, it's not going to be a seven-year project, but still, you have to understand where you are. So this team came into the season with more expectations. I think a lot of people saw the names, uh, saw the transfer portal, got very excited. But, you know, reality hits once you hit the field sometimes. And there's been some issues. There's been some execution issues, especially on offense. Uh, the defense has been, you know, they've been pretty well doing doing a good part of it. But, like, the biggest part is, like, the team, the team on the offensive side. That's that's where that's where it seems to be the biggest issue right now for a lot of people. It's like you expect you freeze and you expect a little bit more offensive production. Um, so that's where a lot of things lie out right now without going into a lot of details about it. So most people are happy with it. Um some had a high expectation of a ceiling of like 10 or 11 wins. Don't ask me where that expectation came from <laughs> for some people. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're pretty happy knowing that there's some more of a foundation year and that hopefully that brighter years are about to come, especially with recruiting and everything else that he seems to be doing. Yeah, I think that's more of what well, I call it more of a foundational year. Yeah, I got some foundational pieces over there, but – uh. It just doesn't really seem like y'all been able to get things going offensively. We we know what y'all got as with a as a running attack with Hunter, but uh, Peyton Thorne, the transfer quarterback, hadn't quite seemed to live up to expectations as a quarterback. What uh, <laughs> what I, I do you want? What do you want? Go ahead. No, no, because I I, I just want to point this out too. Peyton Thorne is the reason why Keon Coleman is at Florida State too. I don't know if that's no, no. It's true. I'm gonna tell you the reason why I say that. Um, story came out. I forget who the wide receiver that was at Michigan State last year, um, who got drafted. They were talking to him, and they told him he would have got drafted a lot higher if his quarterback play was a little mm. bit better. And so the, he told Keon Coleman this, and Keon Coleman basically left Michigan State. Is I'm not. This is not a, you know, saying poo conspiracy theory no this is the like <laughs> like realistically that's why Keon Coleman left he, he saw that he heard the story wrote the writing was on the wall and yeah and then Key, so that's why Keon Coleman left and then Payne Thorne was like shoot I ain't got my number one or my number two wide receiver I'm out so yeah right yeah, yeah. 
Now, what was the, what was the question? At? I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. I was Maybe. just gonna say. Uh, no, you good. You good. What like? What's your expectations for the rest of the year with this offense? You know, I had one set of expectations coming into the season. <laughs> hey, we uh, got and, time. Tell us. And that wasn't to like blow the SEC away. You just expected them to have more execution and more small things that you didn't know uh, that, that was going to actually come in, you know, coming to fruition. We knew it would be a work in progress. Uh, we knew, but we didn't know that the passing game was going to struggle as much as it has. Uh, from my understanding, a lot of it, you know, a lot of stuff was like with the choice routes, uh, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of things of that nature. Now you look at the fact it looks like Peyton Thorne is scared in the pocket. I mean, really, it really does. Like, and you know what that means. Quarterback doesn't trust his what? Protection. Yep. He don't trust his protection. So he's not even really getting a chance to do do anything. And, you know, Hugh Freeze just said the coach has got to do a better job to put him in a better position uh, to make to make to make a better effort to make it to make things better. But he also has to execute better, bottom line. Uh, bottom line on a lot of those things because you brought in these receivers, and I think a lot of people saw that. And you're seeing a lot of what we call like transitional growth right now. My expectation right now is just like, hey, can we at least pass for 200 yards at some point? <laughs> like, can, can we do that? Can we just seem a little bit balanced at, at some point? When is it going to click? And he said that a lot of things they eliminated during the bye week. So hopefully, moving forward, that you know, with you know, with with the receivers and with Thorne, that he gets on a better page, and then it's like it can. At least look like a comparable offense, and not not knowing what's going to happen every time that he drops back. At least one say like, can we at least complete a, complete a pass? Can we at least do these things? Like, my biggest thing, I just don't want him to be scared. Like, I need for you to play with that confidence that I saw you play with at Michigan State, and 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 and, and bring that composure to the to the game and to the pocket, so you can do anything. I don't believe Hugh has had a chance really to like for real game plan. I know it's not just him, but, you know, like expand on things because you're not doing the fundamental things right outside of really learning the ball, you know, here, doing here and there and stuff of that nature. But I don't think we've seen anything this offense can do, but the execution, where are we going to be with the execution down the stretch over the last few games and take and take some pressure off the rest of this team? Yeah. yeah. With the, with the success, Auburn had last year with with uh, Robbie Ashford against LSU. Um, y'all, I, I, arguably your receiving core is probably. I think it's it, it may be a little bit better than last year. Uh, we can't, we don't know, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but I, I think you know, what I'm saying pieces wise, y'all have some some really good pieces. Right. Um, I, I, LSU fans like the rag on them, but Coy Moore stepped up last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brought in Shane Hooks. Do we see Robbie Ashford get a, you know, saying get more of a shot to give them, you know, saying possibly that boost, you know, saying considering the history he had against LSU last year and LSU's defense is not as good as it was last year. And see, that's going to be interesting to see coming off of that bye week because there was definitely some tweaks and some things that were made. And, you know, Hugh Freeze said at the beginning of the year, like, we only going to go as, as far as Robbie Ashford helps us get there. Mm-hmm. And, like, he knew that he just couldn't just be Peyton's show by itself, that we're going to need that element of Rob. Because Robbie is too gifted of an athlete uh, to, to just sit on the sideline. 
you you need you need him to be in there. You need him to do those type of things, but it doesn't need to be 100% predictable. You don't have to be like, oh, okay, Robbie coming in directly and run. You know, hopefully they can design up some things, some things they did during the all week and stuff of that nature. But um, last year was a little bit different. Robbie, Robbie played well, and maybe he can do some things to take advantage of, of his skill set because, I mean, Robbie is, is a freakish athlete, man. I mean, I mean, this is why people hold hold him in such high regard because it's like we just need the other side of it to develop, mm. and that's what they that's what they really want. It's just like we want the other side of it to develop for him, so you can just put because that whole package right there can be as dangerous as you want it to be. You just don't want to be a QB run or or something like that every time he comes into the game. You want to scheme it for him and make it make it a little bit better to use him as an athlete. But if you only know run, if you only know as a defense, hey, he's in the game, watch him for the run, you QB spying, you're doing all this, and like, then like, what can you do? Like, do you trust in the past? That's a question for Hugh Freeze and and for, the, and, and, and for the staff. Like, do you trust him to continue to move forward with what he has right now? So you got to find that role for him. There was rumblings, I will just say rumblings, about him at receiver. Uh, not that it actually, I mean, not that it's moved officially or anything like that, but you know, you know how rumblings go sometimes. But I think that'll be, I don't think that'll be the best move for him, but there are a lot of people pushing it for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's good, Tyler? Tyler dropped in. Uh, but I do want to say, while we, you know, saying, if y'all enjoying the show, enjoying this content, do us a favor, subscribe, like, share, super chat. You can also contribute to the show via Cash App. Dollar sign golden boot. So uh it's also scrolling at the bottom right here. Um hit the like button. Yeah, that's the you know, support is support can be free, you know. Um trying to think no, what else, definitely. man, about this this game. Um any I'm trying to I'm trying to be careful I ask this. Go ahead. Is there you know. something about this game that nobody's talking about, like a hit an element that people aren't Mentioning that mm. they probably should mention more. That's an interesting question. Something that they're not talking about. Yeah. Because most of the big things they're talking about, you know, everybody wants to rag on LSU's defense, rag on Auburn's passing offense. Uh, one thing that maybe not being talked about more on the LSU side is the injuries on the Auburn side. Mm. Uh, there are a lot of people not really talking because that was the one thing that going into the season he was like hey can't have all these <laughs> injuries and the injury bug is hit well it's Keontae Scott who was your punt returner one of your main DBs back there calling he now he hadn't been in a few weeks but you're talking about like uh Mosiah uh Kiete, the transfer that was playing defensive end so now uh Keldrick Falk uh the four star five star DN freshman is is starting um how some things are, are wearing down, you know, uh, Jalen Simpson, you know, who leads the country in interceptions and all that kind of stuff like that. How he's going to play probably, but he's coming off an injury. Um, you know, of course we know about, you know, the fact that, you know, like Damari Austin uh, is going to be out and things of that nature, but it's the injuries uh, that, that Auburn has because they're just not a very deep team right now. And how they kind of because one injury up front and LSU could probably run for 300. Mm. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to keep it 
real because we're not like they're not deep in the D-line depth. Uh, you already got Austin Keys, who was starting at linebacker from Ole Miss. It's been out for a long time with the uh, thumb injury. I mean, you know, you got a little couple injuries on the offensive side. So it, it, it a, a entry here or there in the midst of a game can just turn it. And when you're in the middle of this SEC gauntlet, that's a that's a lot. Because then you already have the odds to stack against you going on the road, going to LSU, where you're already a double-digit underdog. It's like, hey, you really just trying to pull some things out of the out of the hat to make sure it stays competitive, make sure you can try to pull out and try to pull out this win, even though the odds are not enough in your favor. I think the line is a little too big. You think eleven is too much? Yeah. I think I think a lot of that has to do with the inability of the offense uh, as far as Auburn with the passing offense and the fact of nobody stopped Jaden Daniels yet. I mean Auburn has so that's true, but if you I mean oh Arkansas was putting up like twenty points game and then they played us. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Right. I don't I don't know if we're gonna eleven is a lot of points whenever this defense playing the way it's playing. Um that's all I'm saying. But I think the thing to answer your question, Poo, that nobody talking about is Auburn's defense. Mm-hmm. Um Giving up less than 200 passing yards a game. I'm not saying they're going to slow LSU's offense down. I mean, stop LSU's offense, but I think that they could kind of make it difficult for them at times. And all it, but the way LSU's defense is, if the offense is almost perfect, then the other team is going to have a chance to win the game. So I think if Auburn can get a few stops on LSU's offense, it can make this game real interesting. And, you know, it, it, with the new clock rules and stuff like that nature, you know, we got – Auburn has the 21st-ranked offense, rushing offense nationally. Right. Uh, like I said, if you want to look at a strong point of Auburn on the offense, you know, you got to start right there in, in, in the backfield. Uh, you got to start back there with Jarquez Hunter, Brian Petit, the transfer from South Florida, even though Damari Austin is out right now with an injury. You got to start there. Uh, Sean Jackson, all those guys that they got back there, uh, that's probably one of the strongest part of, of the team itself is that they definitely keep uh, keep some running backs, things of that nature. So yeah, yeah, they definitely want to run the ball. That's part of they, that's part of what they want to do. But another question is coming off the bye week and everything is like, what is if you're talking from an Auburn side, what is their identity? Is the identity going to be just running the ball? What if LSU stuffs the run? Then you don't trust the pass right now, or do you? Yeah. Like, what do you what do you do right then? Where do you go from there? That's a good point. All right, let's um, let's get to the nitty gritty on this one. Keys to the game. If you're Arbor, know it. What's your keys to the game? I'm not even gonna start with the running game. I'm gonna start with the fact that it's Peyton throwing confident. Can he? Can he? Can he? Can he just put put it all together? Like if it's certain routes that's called certain things that's called like Thorn, what can you do to bring that to Auburn to, to for them to have some type of success to take some pressure off of the running game? You know, you got a great tight end in Fairweather. You know, you got you got some you got some good talent out there, receiver, but I mean, receivers are gonna get frustrated when they're not getting the ball. You know, they didn't sign up to play in that type of offense. So to me, one of the big keys in the game is 
what Peyton Thorne will we see? Will Hugh Freeze and the staff scheme it up to where they can make it easy for him? I don't care if it's one, two, three, quick, quick throw, but you got to get some confidence and things going in him because right now he's not. He's seeing ghosts at the line. Mm-hmm. So that's a key, that's one key to me. One one of the keys right there. Ant, you want to take on um, tackle the uh, LSU side of it? Man, defense stuff to run, make them one, make them one dimensional. Um, offensively, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, they ain't no need to tinker with that offense. They doing exactly what they need to be doing. But defensively, if you can stop the run, if you can force them to be one dimensional, if you can force Peyton Thorne to make decisions and and try to force balls in tight windows and things of that nature. Then you, that's a bonus for LSU. Um, pressure, getting pressure on Peyton Thorne, getting him rattled in the pocket, making him get that happy feet. I know he can run a little bit, but he ain't nothing that we haven't seen already this year in the likes of KJ Jefferson or, or you know, Jordan Travis as a, as a runner. So mm-hmm. pressure him, get him off his spot, make him rattle, try to force him into tough throws, and that's WRP <clears throat> for LSU. All right. Um, let's go ahead and get to this side of things. All right. The spread for this is 11 and a half. Consensus 11 and a half. The total is 61. Uh, money line for Auburn plus 320 for LSU is minus 14. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, but I can see why it comes in because Auburn doesn't get home with any type of pressure on Jaden Daniels. And, and, and our DBs have been a strong point uh, this year. But Daniels is on a whole different level right now. So, with because with, points-wise, it looks it, – 61 is a lot. It is a lot. I don't see what that – that's to me, that's – I a, don't think – that's go a ahead, under. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That's an under to me. I apologize. Go ahead. LSU hadn't had an under all season. That's true. That's, that's – Offensively, LSU can get you 40. Mm-hmm. The question is, will they will Auburn get you 20? Because if LSU can get you 42, can Auburn get you 20? What we've seen out of LSU's defense. They're gonna get 20, bro. I think the old I, I I'm I'm Come I'm on, leaning. Man. I'm leaning. No, no, and then I'm being serious. I'm being serious too. I'm talking about Ant. Even with that, I'm gonna t- you. You know what I'm saying? The, the woes that Auburn has had passing, mm-hmm. I would still be tempted to throw it with seeing that how LSU's defense has, has been against the pass. I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to air that thing out and we're going to get us 20. You know? I mean, and I and I can see where you come from with that because a lot of fans have been asking for more Shane Hooks, more Jair Shorter. Uh, you know, like where, where are these guys that we brought in and, you know, some of them is with separation. Some of them have been open. Some of them have been on Peyton Thorne. Like I said, things just haven't been clicking. I would bet that Auburn could get 20. I would mm-hmm. say that. Whether it's by LSU. six field, seven field goals, I don't know. The way LSU has, has struggled tackling, if I'm Auburn, I try to kill them with the short game. You know, get them out to the receivers and screens, you know, quick hooks, you know, quick slants, things of that nature, and force LSU DBs to tackle. That's true. And I have no I I have no 
no issues to even think that Hugh was not. I keep saying Hugh, Hugh and Philip Montgomery. I, I know that they're going to have a plan to attack, but the question is going to be the execution, as it has been most of the year. Uh, would a line hold up? Um, I expect I expect for them to look different. Uh, even some of the things I've heard from them uh, in the news conference, and some of the things I've heard even coming out of practice and play calling and things of that nature. I think you know. I think they're going to have the scheme. To, to be able to try to stay in it, uh, will they ever? Will they? Will they be able to keep it a continuous thing for the whole four quarters? I think they. I think they can, but we just have to wait and see. Okay. Do you think? Do you think the Auburn can keep LSU under forty? I would love to see what Ron Robinson is going to come up with as far as like what is he going to bring to come home. Um, I don't know. I think the receivers are going to get it. I think I think neighbors and Thomas are going to get theirs regardless. That's something. And I think they will slow them down a little bit. But the key is another key that we didn't really talk about is going to be turnovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what turnovers you're going to see, how many mistakes somebody going to make as far as like flags, penalties, and things of that nature. Because it's not really a true even matchup, but it's a matchup that where certain advantages can be taken care of, be taken advantage of on both sides. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know the plus minus for turnovers for. I'm trying, let me see if I can find that real quick. Only one team is LSU under 40, and that's Arkansas. And LSU scored 34. Uh, uh that I believe Florida State. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah, it's 24. That's right. So, two teams. Yeah, you, you, you hear your head coach saying things like, you know. High explosive the offense is. He ain't really seen anything like that since 2019. You know, and I, I'm like, oh, okay. I already know what that means. I mean, of course, I follow it like everybody else. How hard, I mean, you know, how great, how great Baines has been. Uh, the kid can take a lick and keep on going. But if you're on the Auburn side, like, what do you, what do you do? But I think, I think you have to like, I think you have to stop the run first. I think you have to. I think you can't go away from those fundamentals. But do you trust your DBs enough? to actually get up in there and do something, force a mistake. You you need a little bit of favor because you're already down in Louisiana. You, you're going to need a little bit of favor just to keep everything up. So, but coming off a of bye, I mean, it's really the best time because you're coming off a of bye, so at least you got a little bit healthy. But you didn't get you didn't get anywhere near being as healthy as you would like to be because there's still several players that are out. But we have to just wait and see where we are. All right. No, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you want to give us a prediction? Oh, what, on this game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll say right now, plus 11 and a half. That's about it. I would go on that one. Okay. I, can't, I, can't, I can't give you a number. <laughs> not, 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 not on this good Wednesday night. Maybe, maybe tomorrow when we do a, a prediction show on our show that I'll be able to give a number, but I think right now, plus 11 and a half, but it's going to depend on some some factors. How how does the offense come out? You know, can we do anything to keep to keep LSU a little bit honest? And then really, what do we do on defense to hold Jaden Daniels and and the rest of that crew? Not to oh we're gonna to try to shut them out. Not like try to do like 2019. But what can you do to slow them down? Because they're gonna get yards. They're gonna get yards. They're gonna do those things. But can you make them kick field goals and not score touchdowns? Yeah. So. Tyler, 
chimes in and says he thinks it's going to be a close one-score game. And I can see that. I mean, because they said the same thing. I mean, people thought it was going to be a blowout when we when, when Auburn played Georgia. So, I mean, I get it. That, that game surprised a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, how they, how you know how they competed and how they were ready for that? Like I said, I think they're going to be ready for the environment and everything. You just can't make the crucial mistakes on the road at first, because we know there's a talent difference. There is a talent difference, regardless what he's saying. Uh, there are some things where it's actually close to each other, but you just have to take advantage of the opportunity that you have. Getting into what is it, week seven, week seven of SEC play, you have you have to do that. At some point, someone got people got to execute. Somebody got to do something to step up. Yeah. So the one thing LSU fans can can look forward to, um, I, I I can't remember a time where we've ever played in Jordan Hare and blew Auburn out. But mm. we played several blowout games in in Death Valley. I'm not saying this is one of those years, <laughs> um, but. But but with that being said, um, I think we get the. I think it's going to be competitive. Um, I can see this being anywhere from. I can see this game being anywhere from four points to to fifteen. I know that's a big spread, but I, I really can't see. I I can see several scenarios where uh, Auburn finds offense and gets clicking. As far as you know, passing wise, and, and they're a dual threat, or they they sit on the ball, run the clock, and, and keep it away from LSU. So, or I can see where LSU defense um, can slow down Auburn enough to force them to field goals while LSU is scoring touchdowns. So I can kind of see several scenarios. Uh, with that said, if I'm taking, if I'm betting, I'm taking the over. Hmm. And I'm I'm taking over, and I'm and I'm hoping that uh putting I'm fifty that on LSU, huh? Mostly, I, I feel like LSU is gonna <laughs> yeah do most of the you know say heavy lifting with that. So yeah, yeah. I mean I, I I can definitely see why you you know why you why you feel that way. Like I said, when has LSU offense been stopped? That's been the question that a lot of people have said uh, all week. Like. This is like, what are you going to do to contain? Nobody even says stop. People just say contain right now because of where, of where that offense is going and, and where we are. Uh, if you look at it from the Auburn side, like you, you're looking at it like your, your DBs have been one of your stronger uh, units overall. Now, you move out, so like I said earlier, Keontae Scott, um, and you move out some of the other people. But at the same time, like that, that group has really come together. Jalen Simpson is a key. He's a huge key. I know he's a little banged up. And he's still projected to go right now. He's a huge key in keeping that secondary uh going and keeping it and keeping it together right now. So that's just that's just that's just where we are. Like you can't you, you know LSU gonna get yards, you just can't let them you can't let them get the plays of you know Jane Daniels go up the middle for 60 yards, uh hitting the ball for 65 yards. You gotta make them you gotta make neighbors and all those guys, you gotta make them earn it. Cause they're gonna make plays. <laughs> like you, they don't. Auburn doesn't have the personnel to like say like, oh, they're not gonna make these plays on us. They're not gonna do this. But they do have a good enough defense to work where it could actually hopefully slow down them, slow it down a little bit. But they need a little bit of offense help too. 
So it has to be more of a balanced game. So if you up seven nothing, you know, by the grace of God, if you up that way, then hey, you never know. Because like they said, they said Georgia would be a blowout. But pride and scheme and stuff is a is a it's a different it's, it's a different beast when you're dealing with it, especially and this is a robbery. I mean, that's what it, it is. I mean it's the it's a, it's a robbery that we're waiting on. So yeah, I agree with you. I think the difference is <clears throat> LSU offense is better than Georgia's offense. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot easier to slow that Georgia offense down. But with that being said, I do think it's going to be a, a pretty close ball game. Give me a 38 28. Okay. I'm just praying. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that 11 and a half hit. I think, I think I do. Probably about eight and a half, nine is probably about as big as I go with this spread, but 11 and a half is a lot to me. Yeah. All right. No, are you sticking around with us? We appreciate you coming. You sticking around with us? We talk some of these other games. I mean, we ain't going to talk long. We're just going to be fine. It's fine. I'm here. Right. I'm here with you, brother. Go ahead. I don't want. I don't want. You know. So I don't want to feel like I'm kicking y'all. If you ain't. Oh, you, you fine. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. Wow. You know. Hey. I. I. You know. You know. Y'all, my brothers. You know. I. I ben came on here with a uh, with an agenda, but you know how that go. He. 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 You're not gonna talk about. You're not gonna talk bad about FSU with Ben on here now. You already know. All you right. Know, so. All right, here we go for the next one. Arkansas versus number 11, Alabama. Spread is 20. Um, the total is 46 and a half. Uh, the total, yeah, total for money line is plus 800 for Arkansas, minus hmm. 1350 for Alabama. For some reason, I think that plus 20 is way too big. You think so? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I'll be honest with you. Since our, you know, since Arkansas played LSU, they've gotten jumped on early and come back and made it a game in both those games since. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. I think I think our, uh, Alabama wins, and if you said oh, they yeah. were like 14, 17, something like that, it wouldn't shock me. But three touchdowns, that's a lot, bro. You saying forty-two, twenty-one? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Forty six and a half. That's what I'm I'm looking at, and I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I that forty six and a half is what kind of intrigues me because of the fact that you know a lot of people are not talking enough about Bama's defense right now, and the 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 scary and crazy part about them that they're getting better every week. Uh, oh, that's game wise, position wise, 20, 21, something like that. You yeah, but it, you're right. No, I said 35 21. I'm just thinking, no, that's 50. I'm tripping. It'll be 35 20. 35 14 is what they really with the, the 20 point spread. Yeah. The 46 and a half. Yeah. I just don't believe and I just don't believe Arkansas can keep it close right now. And the game is at Bama too. I just I'm I'm just not I'm you know, Bama's clicking on some different stuff on the defensive side. Like, like how do y'all how, how do y'all feel about that Arkansas offense going against Alabama defense? That's that to me, that's a number one question. Like, can they can they do anything to disrupt the defense? I mean, is y'all play, I mean LSU, y'all played them, so I'm just asking, bro. What you think? I, I think I think KJ Jefferson gives anybody who he plays fits just because True. of his size and his 
his ability to maneuver outside the pocket. Um, Alabama's defense is improving, but I mean, they did give up what twenty some points to Texas A and M, and almost and what twenty points to uh Mississippi State. Who I think Mississippi State offense ain't as good as Arkansas's offense is right now. You know what I mean? And so, if Arkansas gets Sanders back and their ability to run the ball with KJ, I think they can. I think they can keep Alabama's defense on the field. Show okay. the game a little bit. That's why I feel like that 20-point spread is a lot with the way Arkansas runs the ball or plans to run the ball. I just think – I don't know if, if Alabama's going to be able to get up enough to be up by 20. Also, y'all know who Alabama got after this? Tennessee. Is this a look-ahead game? Mm. Do Do Alabama get caught with the hand in the cooking jar looking forward to a re, uh, revenge? I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Ar- Ar- Arkansas has lost three of their last, well, the last three games. Yeah, they have. Yeah, and you got a Tennessee team that just beat you. Yeah. Mm. Are you looking ahead? And you just, you literally just had to play. You just Ole came Miss, off an emotional game. Yeah, Ole Miss and Texas A&M before that. Uh-huh. Are they That's out the looking thing. ahead? Only- Mississippi State and Middle Tennessee, the only teams that Alabama has beaten by 20 points this year. Mm. That's true. That's... You know what hey, I'm saying? So like, you I don't say, you yeah. say what you want about the weather. That was inexcusable in South Florida. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Even like the A&M game, close game. And I know Arkansas is an A&M, but I just right. feel like Arkansas can keep it close. You know, they can make it ugly. For some reason – Arkansas at, is Arkansas is the type of team that keeps that, that stays in games that they're not supposed to be in. Make it make it ugly. Yeah. We're gonna make it ugly. We're gonna muck it up because I mean you can see that because let's just let's just be honest, man. That 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 game last week with Alabama, I mean, you know it was personal. It was personal oh, yeah. for it was personal for Milrow. It was personal for the team because you know they 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 can act like they don't hear the whispers of what people are saying, but they hear it. And you know, I and Pittman, I, I for all Same people that's Arkansas right now, though, all the hot seat no, talk for Pittman and all that kind of stuff. You that's know, what, yeah, they that's hear what that too. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Like, you know, for everything people, people say about Pittman, I just, you, like you said, I can see him getting this team up to cover that plus 20. Yeah. And Alabama, like, getting it out of there. And then you move into not just Tennessee, but hey, you're looking forward to a bye week coming up here soon. So, yeah. All right. Speaking of Tennessee, they welcome in Texas A&M this week. Tennessee sits at number 19. Mm-hmm. Um, spread on this one, it's three points. Total, 55 and a half. Money line plus one at 32 for Texas A&M, minus 160 for Tennessee. I'm going to go ahead and start it off. Give me Tennessee minus three. Everybody who Texas A&M has lost to, or whoever they, they've even had trouble with, or teams that can throw it deep. That's true. That's true. That's very, very true. Now, I will tell you now, uh, full transparency, since we don't have our prediction show until tomorrow, there's only a couple games I actually, I've actually i actually even looked at on this particular schedule. So I'm straight going off the dome right here. <laughs> Texas, A&M, Texas A&M versus Tennessee. Game is at Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm 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 rolling with the balls. What I would think I'm right right think. now, 
Is Tennessee coming off a bye week too? They didn't play last week, did they? Yeah, they, they are. They are, so they're coming off <laughs> a bye week too. And this is this and another question is this the more is this the bigger downfall of Jimbo? What's y'all what's your thoughts on Tennessee defense? Just what's your thoughts? Who? Tennessee, Tennessee defense. It ain't that good. Who? <laughs> no. But I can't talk. I'm an LSU fan. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But what's, your, what's your thoughts on Tennessee defense? It's dude. I say it ain't that good, but I can't talk because I'm an LSU fan. <laughs> okay. Listen. I... Listen. You might not be able to cook, but you know if that that dish don't taste right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, in it, Tennessee defense ain't nothing that you, you know. There ain't nothing right home to mama about. It ain't nothing you need the recipe for, but. Basically, he's saying it's McDonald's after, after coming from the club. It's just Christmas. something to eat. It's just Christmas. something to have. Yeah. I mean, it's you got to have it, I guess, but I think. Uh... So Tennessee's favorite by three, right? Yeah. Yes. And them defense pretty good though, and I it think is. that's gonna be the uh, the determining factor how well Tennessee can move the ball on a and I know you, you like you said, Pooh, throwing the ball downfield. You ain't necessarily got to run it, you know. what I'm saying Tennessee. Yeah, but but you got to be able to protect the quarterback well enough Which, to be able to throw the ball. Down yeah, but you field. know how Tennessee do, does with, with hyper with his with his offense that. Even the short game is their running game is a short pass. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, but I'm saying to stretch the ball downfield in some mm-hmm. of the long routes, you got to be able to protect Milton long enough that's for true. that place to develop. Uh, that's that's the biggest question to me is how good Tennessee's offensive line can play because I know they got a pretty good offensive line, but Texas A&M front, Texas A&M got that, that, that front seven, yeah, that front four is, is probably the best in the country. So yep. uh, to me, that's the game within the game. But I think Tennessee can still keep it close. I don't know about the three, but I'd probably take the fifty-five. Over. Yeah. Tennessee definitely, definitely go over. Tennessee definitely probably defense, go over. Good, and I think Tennessee could put up. You know. All right. Next one we got. Mizzou. Versus Ooh. number 24, Kentucky. The spread is two wow. and a half. Total is 51 and a half. Money line plus 115 for Mizzou. Minus mm. 140 for Kentucky. Give me... Give me the over. Give me Kentucky minus two and a half. Mm. You think Kentucky got enough on defense? I think Kentucky finna run the ball with Ray Davis and keep mm. Missouri off the field. Mm. Right now, I'm leaning toward Missouri. It's a lean, though. I'm not 100% sure. Because, like I said, first glance at, at all of your games. But you but you were definitely 100% right about Kentucky. Uh that that two and a half, that hook right there, that hook is just as they say the old the old adage is just home field advantage is worth three points. So you basically looking at like a like an even game. Mm. So I say like the over 
is what I will be looking at yeah. in this particular game. I think Mizzou is better than people give them credit for, but they are because of who they've played. Nobody's going to give them credit for it. If that makes sense, it makes sense. So, um, all right, next game we got Florida versus South Carolina. You got Florida. Uh, I'm sorry, the spread is two and a half. Uh, mm. Total 51 and a half, uh, plus 114 for Florida, minus 135 for South Carolina. Give me South Carolina. Give me South Carolina in the points. Yeah, I don't trust Florida. Um, sorry. You want to eat? eat. What do you think about total? Anything on the total? Hey, Matt, I'm, I'm be honest with you. Under. I have no idea. I'm gonna be honest with you with this with the juice only being 135 for money line mm-hmm. with South Carolina. I would take the I would take that that 135 minus 135 money line and don't even have to worry about a you know saying two and a half. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that, that because it's because it means like I said, it's at minus one thirty five. It's already kind of low, so yeah, might well just go with it that way. It's a guaranteed hit if they win. Yeah, yeah. worry about nothing else. Next up on the docket. Moving out west. Well, actually, no, we'll be in the Midwest for this one. Number 10 USC versus number 21 Notre Dame. The spread oh, is two and a half on that one. Total 60.5. Money line is plus 120. Hammer the over. <laughs> over. For for USC, minus 145 <laughs> for for uh Notre Dame. Um over the over. Give me uh, I'm gonna take. I'm taking USC money line. Oh yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, but take the over for sure. As a matter of fact, let me because I, I want to verify. Let me verify something real quick before I say this because it sounds yes, real sir. good when I say it. But let me verify it first. Um, Notre Dame. Let's see. Um, Notre Dame has not scored more than 21 points. Since uh, they played North Carolina State, that was a while ago. That was week three. That was a while ago. Wow. Um, they that was forty five twenty four, and then I'm yeah I'm sorry they haven't scored forty five points against a Power Five opponent mm. since then. They played Central Michigan the week after and scored forty one. Since then, they've scored fourteen twenty one and twenty. Mm. Do I think they can score 21 on USC? Yes. Yeah. But can they score at a high enough clip against USC? No. I think me, you, and Ant can score 21. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Zachariah Branch is playing either. He's missed the last two weeks. I hadn't heard anything. I think he's questionable. It don't matter. Yeah. So now nah, I'm just throwing it out there for you know. So you say it don't matter for your pick. That's you tell me say it don't matter at all. I'm just saying if he play or not, they they're overhitting. Oh, oh come on, just yeah. over. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So next up on the docket, we move back out west. Number Ooh. 18 UCLA versus number 15 Oregon State. The spread in this game is three and a half. The total is 54 
Money line plus 154 for UCLA, minus 185 for Oregon State. Uh, Give me Oregon State in the points. Dante Moore has been good. He has not been good enough. Oregon State is 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 phenomenal at home. Phenomenal. They are, if I'm not mistaken, they got a um home winning streak that's I think double digits. Corvallis is not a friendly place to play. At all. Hmm. Um, as far as that total, I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna stay away. Um I'm going to lean over, but I'm staying away. I was like, you lean over, right? Yeah, I'm going to lean over and stay away because um, Oregon State's defense is not Utah's defense, but I think they can stifle UCLA enough to slow them down to right. to maybe, you know what I'm saying? Now, you know what? I, you I should look at a good defense too, though. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, that's, that's solid. That's solid. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. I, stay away. I stay away from that total. Um, yeah. Cause I could see it being under, and I could see it being over just as easily. You know, I could see yeah. both scenarios playing out very likely. Uh, I I stay away from the spread with that hook on the two. I'd take the minus one eighty five. Oh, that's too much juice for me. I would have to parlay it. I, I understand, but that hook, I think they bro. can. I, I think they can. I think they can outscore UCLA. I honestly think this Barely game. outscore Utah with a backup quarterback. 21-14. I mean, 21-7. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I, so, who I, you leaning toward? I mean, Oregon State. I just don't like the hook. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I think they I think they beat – I think this game – I honestly think they Some, win somebody this one by, UCLA. by a touchdown. Yeah. I honestly think they win this one by a touchdown. Surprise, folks, bro. I don't know. I understand. I think Oregon State still win, but I think it's a real close game. Next up, we got E game of the week. Number eight, Oregon versus number seven, Washington. The spread is three. The total is six to seven and a half. Money line plus 124 for Oregon. Minus 148 for Washington. (laughs) Give me the over off top automatically. I'm taking over. Um, after that, man, mm. man, I, I don't care if it was seventy. Give me the over. That's real. Yeah. After that, I'm I might lean. I want to pick Oregon, but I'm leaning Washington. Washington's defense is is nice. Give me Oregon money line. Mm, plus one twenty four. That ain't bad. Right now. Please don't hold me to this. Uh, I say just give me Washington right now. But if I was to if I was to put that on it, it would definitely be just a over. Yeah. And if, I, if that over don't hit, I wouldn't even be mad about it because I'm like, how can you look at that and not take the over? Yeah, I don't know if it does it honestly because of the defense. True. True. That's very true. But this I got a game with that first. This game, so six to, six to eight points. This is a game I can see being. This is a game that I can see being 28 28 going into overtime and both teams scoring overtime. And then in the first overtime, then you go to a second overtime. And that's how you get your over. I, I can see this being a game like that. 
So I also see this being a game where, you know what I'm saying, the offenses score so quick, both defenses get tired, and we looking at a, a, a 40-35 game or 42-35, something like that. I can see it like that. So either How? way, both offenses going to score. How crazy is it that we had to wait till the last year to pack 12 to get this? Right. Like, I mean, you know, I mean like a lot of people in the South don't respect, you know, Pac-12 after Pac-12, that. Pac-12, Pac-12. Man, look, that's for real good football. But it's like, why we had to wait till the last year, man? Like, this is it. Well, I mean, when you don't invest in yourself. Mm, say it again. <laughs> That's what kind of happens. Yeah. All right. Next up on the docket, man, we got Arizona, almost Arizona versus number 19, Washington State. Spread is eight, totals 59. Money line is plus 260 for Arizona, minus 330 for Washington State. Give me the over. I'm staying away from everything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm staying away from everything because, like I said, I like Cam Ward. I saw everybody know saw Arizona did last week, but I'm, I'm, away from this one completely. I can see I can see Arizona I mean Washington State scoring Arizona either gonna come out motivated from how they played last week or they gonna come out uh what they feel is hurt yeah so uh, I can see Washington State State scoring 40 or 21 like it just depends like they still a can war fan but yeah I mean me too but that uh Oregon State game they you know they put up what 38 Something like that, and then they turn yeah. around next week and barely put up twenty against UCLA. You know what I mean? So it's almost like they don't really know how to put it together week in and week out. But they 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 got potent offense when it's clicking though, and Arizona does too. I just yeah. don't know how healthy they are. They lost a lot last week uh, against USC, and then like Pooh mentioned, how do they come back from that? You know, that was an emotional game last week. How do you respond? Yeah, so man. I'm staying away from it everything on this game but i do think washington state win all right next up number 25 miami versus number 12 north carolina um the spread on this one is three and a half the total 57 and a half money line plus 150 for miami minus 185 for north carolina give me north carolina in the points yeah, for sure. Fun fact, Miami has not won the last four trips. I'm sorry, not the last four. The last, I forget how many. Uh, I think it is the last four trips to Chapel Hill. They Miami has also lost the last four, period, straight against North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I told you before, like I haven't seen a lot of the games yet. Uh, Wednesday night is normally my research night. When I really get into, but I'm definitely looking at the North Carolina man. Like it's at, look like look like the games at Chapel Hill too. Yeah, give me North Carolina. Being that pick is for you, because <laughs> he can't stand everything. He can't stand Miami. <laughs> like I said, I think they're going into another. I think there's number Ooh. two. I think there's number two of of I think three, maybe four straight losses. Crystal ball, what's happening, sir? They got Clemson after this, don't mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, Clemson. Then there was another one that they had that was kind of questionable. Syracuse, I think, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, speaking of, next one on the docket, 
We got Syracuse versus number four Florida State. Spread is 17 and a half. Total is 56 and a half. Money line plus 644 Syracuse minus 1,000 for Florida State. Give me Syracuse plus 17 and a half. Florida State has not been able to close anybody out lately. They have, I don't think they covered a spread in in at least the last two or three weeks. It's been close. Mm. I, I, well, I, I say that because their spreads have been fairly large. They won by 22 last game. Was it 22? I don't think it was that much. Yeah, they won 39-17. Oh, I'm tripping here. I'm thinking about something else then. In the game before that, they barely beat Clemson, and then they barely beat Boston College before that. But last game, they won by 22. Oh, they played yeah. Virginia Tech. That's right. Yeah, yeah. give me Florida State with this one. I think they might cover this at home. Syracuse, and uh, they lost two in a row after that 4 no start, and they got yeah. out both of them games. Uh, 17 points to Clemson, and then they lost by 33. North Carolina, so they've been, I think they might cover this at home. They've been in the slide, but 17 and a half is a lot, so mm-hmm. I'm with you on that pool. Yeah, all right. Next up, man, we got number three Ohio State versus the spoiler makers of Purdue. Are they still the spoiler makers, though? We finna find More out. Like spoiled milk. Yeah, give me Ohio State minus 19 and a half. They ain't got Jeff Brown no more. Oh, that's true. That's that's true. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, but this started before Braum, too. I don't produce. I don't know if I. I don't know if I trust. I don't know if I trust Ohio State <clears throat> a nineteen and a half. So with that said, I'm taking it over. Purdue is on the score twenty points this year. Three times. Purdue is a it's not the same Purdue. I would just say that. Yeah. Um, even though Ohio State is still not one hundred percent clicking on everything, and that a lot of people think they're capable of, but oh, yeah. the uh, money line. I'm sorry, minus twelve fifty for Ohio State, plus seven fifty for Purdue. I don't think it matters. I don't think anybody taking that. But yeah, give me give me the over. It's one of the things. It's like. Like if it happens, you just be pleasantly surprised, and that's it. Like you're not you're not messing with it. All right. Uh, next up, man. Um, we got Indiana versus number two, Michigan. Oh, left this shit off. Now it's a reason why. <laughs> it's a reason why I put it on there. Uh, the spread is thirty three and a half. The total is forty five and a half. Money line. I have never seen this before. Not this part. Indiana is plus sixty five hundred. Michigan is minus a hundred thousand. You heard that correct. A hundred. That is not a typo. A hundred thousand. So let me ask this question: Was that the reason why you put it on here because of us? Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yes. So we ain't we ain't got necessarily say nothing about it, right? No, we ain't got to say nothing about it. I'm taking. uh, I'm definitely taking taking the over. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan in points too. Yeah, I think they can beat Indiana. Michigan have to do it by themselves. Indiana is terrible. Indiana can give me, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they can give you a 45 yard field 44 to three. That's all I need. All right. Um, 
Any other notable games? Um, let me go back over the schedule and look. Uh, I didn't put Georgia. Georgia's playing Vandy. I didn't put that on there. Um, uh, Utah's playing Cal at home. I didn't put that on there. Penn State is hosting UMass. I didn't put that on there. Um, Why would you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you Louisville, spot. <laughs> Louisville is taking on Pittsburgh. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to see North Carolina State at Duke, number 17. Duke, I mean, that's about it. Uh, North Carolina State ain't really worth it, yeah. yeah so, um, looking, mm-hmm. I think that I think that's it. Uh, pretty much the notable games BYU versus TCU, uh, in the Big 12 matchup. That's so still weird to say. That's so weird. That's <laughs> so weird, yeah. Uh, Colorado, Stanford. Tomorrow night, Stanford at Colorado. No. No, I'm sorry, not tomorrow night, Friday night. Friday night. No. Uh, you got Tulane at Memphis. That might be a it's intriguing. Really intriguing to me. Like I like said, like, yeah. The Dana Hogerson Bowl on on tomorrow night. You got uh West Virginia at Houston. Another Big 12 matchup. Yeah. Hey, that can't, I mean, that North Carolina State. That might be a pretty interesting game, though, now that I think about it. North Carolina State and Duke. Yeah, Tobacco Road. Yeah. Tobacco Road rivalry, bro. Yeah, that, that might be a little interesting. Where's that game at? Duke. Duke. Ah, never mind. Maybe not as interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's good, Tony? Chimes <laughs> in. You got, you, got, you got the man in the building, I see. Yeah. All right, man. Let's talk uh, NFL real quick. Uh, coming up, we got uh, tomorrow night. We got Denver at, at the Chiefs. Um, I honestly think this game might be close. I know it sounds crazy, but the Chiefs play the, the Denver play the Chiefs close in their first matchups. They're always pretty close. Hey, they had Nathaniel Hackett last year and, and beat them. If I'm not mistaken. So the, 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 that game is always close, at least the first one. What are they playing the game at? It's in Kansas City. It ain't going to be close. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Now, if it was in Denver, I would, I would agree with you. You know, just the altitude and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the crowd at home field advantage, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, Saints go down the road to Houston. Yeah. <clears throat> Seattle goes to Cincinnati. <clears throat> Lock of the week. San Francisco goes to Cleveland. I think that's like a three and a, I think the spread was like three and a half points. I'm taking San Fran. Easy. Detroit at Tampa Bay. That's a pretty good one. Detroit. Mm. Uh the Sunday night game is is gonna be booty. Um, New York versus uh, the Giants at Buffalo Bills. Blowout. Yeah. Do you have to play that game? At least it's not freezing cold yet. Right. Monday night game, <laughs> Dallas at the Chargers. Oh, this one might be kind of interesting. Uh, the commanders at the Falcons. 
You said com- you said commanders are interested in the same. Yeah, they are. They they I'm, hadn't been they hadn't I'm been just, that bad. Something. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. They uh, saw. <laughs> uh, Minnesota without um Jets. Jefferson. Yeah. For a couple, at least probably about four weeks. Uh, take on Chicago. Going to Chicago. I still think they can win. They should still win. win. Jordan Madison coming out game. Yeah. Um, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. With no Anthony Richardson. Gardner Minshew return game. Yeah. Jonathan, Ta- take, Jonathan Taylor back for another week. Mm-hmm. It's, interesting. it's some pretty good games. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> this one just because of last year. Uh, the Patriots at the Raiders. That we know last year was the uh when they had that crazy ending. Well, nobody understood why, but they tried to do the uh lateral and it, it was a tie game last oh, play yeah. of the game. Not about that. And they tried to do the lateral and then ended up giving the Raiders the game pretty much. Yeah, so. now you got uh you got you got another dynamic added to it with Jimmy G quarterback of the Raiders now. Oh yeah. Belichick and the one that got away. Yeah. <laughs> Or he about to get away. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who Pittsburgh got this week, Pooh? Pitt is off this weekend. From hold on, let me check. Oh, yeah, Pitt, Pitt is off. Pitt is off this weekend. Uh, Green Bay. Both of them have buys. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. What about Baltimore. Baltimore takes on Tennessee at Tennessee. Ooh, now that's mm. a. T- Usually giving Baltimore trouble. Interesting. Baltimore last week, I mean, I think they had what twelve drops or something crazy like that on Lamar Jackson. Dropped about three touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Oh my boy! So we'll see how they could if they can get back on track. But Tennessee usually get them problems, especially in the playoffs. So that defense of Tennessee would be interesting to see how that matchup goes. Yes, sir. But what yes, about the Saints game though? What y'all think? Yeah. Um, are you believing the change in offense at the one game? No, no. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to figure out which which Houston we get. Yes, mm. I'm kind of low key. See, I think CJ Stroud is Stroud the best best rookie quarterback we've done seen in a minute. Yeah, he's they don't, don't want to give him enough credit though. He's ended up in the best situation. In, our, in my opinion, he's ended up in the best situation. Of all these rookie quarterbacks? No, that we've seen so far, as far as, like, recently. Who who else? I think who else you think about it? in a good situation. Who? Anthony Richardson. I think yeah. he's in a better situation than C.J. Stroud. That's fair. That's fair. He can't stay healthy, though. That's on him. I know. I know. And I, and I give you that. I give you that. Um, other than let me think because uh, let me think that's a good question because like he don't have a true number one, he don't have a true number one running back, mm-hmm. like he ain't really got nothing over there in, in, in Houston, you know what I'm saying? Like he got some serviceable pieces, but it's like 
Anthony Richardson got Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. Does this remind you <clears> and of, Zach Moss? Does this remind you of Andrew Luck? Yes. No. I was gonna say Burrow to Cincinnati. Mm. In his in his rookie year, just his rookie no, year, not talking about his good. huh? They wasn't as good as Houston is right now. I think they were similar. They had uh chances to win uh several like the first two or three games they lost like, like the first game they lost on the field goal. Huh? They won like two games that year. I think so, yeah. But he got hurt like game six. But they were in every game. He got hurt after that. I thought that was like he got hurt like mid season. Like yeah, I thought it was like game nine or something like that. Oh, I didn't think it was that far. Because I thought that was like two and seven or something like two, six and one or something like that in the games he played. Something like that. I have to look that up. Because I thought he got hurt early and that was. I could be wrong. Um... I know he know. They played. They got. He got. He got injured against Washington. So hold on. Let me see. Eagles twenty twenty schedule. He got injured against Washington. That was ten games. His rookie. Oh shoot! That's yes. Yeah, you're right. That was the game. Mm -hmm. That was November two seven and one. Yeah, and you're right. Right now, Houston two and three. Hmm. Oh, I'm saying I think this is like, the, like other than maybe Andrew Luck. Like, okay, I got this. Is a similar situation to what Andrew Luck came into because he didn't have no true number one receiver. I mean, he had T.Y. Hilton, but mm -hmm. T.Y. Hilton wasn't like DeAndre Hopkins or nobody like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. I think Anthony Richardson went to a similar situation to Cam Newton. Because he got a, he got his number one receiver and he got a great running game. Similar situation. You're right about And that. a good defense. Okay. All right. Ready made fit. But you want to know why they're not giving Houston no credit? Why? Because of the head coach, who the head coach is. Because they got a head, the head coach and the quarterback, the combination. Yeah, they ain't want they they didn't want uh no they wanted C.J. Stroud to be a bust uh because they talked about his wonderlit score and all that kind of stuff and oh man they they pushed that down the throat didn't they? yeah pause yeah <laughs> I caught that one after I said <laughs> all right uh and. What's the skill, uh, score status for the WNBA? Uh, the the Aces are by like seventeen right now. Oh my goodness, golly! Yeah, Sixty four forty seven. There was an eight point game and a half. The Aces <clears throat> like twenty at one point in the first half. The the Liberty Storm back cut it to eight, and then the Aces third quarter then stretched it back out to a seventeen point lead. I know my mother in law is happy. She is aces through and through. As she should be. She is, bro. As she should be. Shout out she to my girl, Jackie Young. All right. 
All right, man. Let's get ready to do this. The the wrap up, man. Anything um before we get up out of here? I got a few things, but in, you got anything? In? Nah, I'm that's all I got. All right. Uh on the UFC side, man, we've had some shakeups and fights uh because of injuries, uh not being able to uh Paulo Acosta. Paulo Costa, I think that's his name. Um was supposed to be fighting Cosmot uh Shamev, Shamev, I can't even think of the guy's name or pronounce it. Uh, but it was the middleweight co-main event in USC uh, 294. Uh, Costa just uh, came out of surgery or just had surgery recently and has not been cleared. So Kamara Usman will be filling in in that role, that middleweight role in the co-main event for 294. Okay. Also, um, let's see, where is it? And it's one of these fight nights. Uh, UFC fight night that following Saturday, uh, November 4th. Uh, Derek Lewis is stepping in for in the main event. He'll be taking on uh, Helton Amido, Amida. So, in the heavyweight bout as the main event. So, there you go. It's two big ones. Oh, I did have something else to say. My bad, but I forgot. Oh, you good? Go ahead. Um, fire Dave Roberts if you are the uh, Los Angeles, please. You about to get swept by the Diamondbacks. Fire Dave Roberts. That's all I got to say. Noah, what you got? Nothing, man. I just appreciate y'all for uh, having uh, having me on, man. You know y'all. You know y'all. Y'all tell- like bros, man. Go ahead and tell the people they can find y'all. Hey, man, all they got to do is look right here, Down South Football Podcast on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. You see DSL Podcast on Twitter. My personal handle is at Renard D. Williams. Hey, man, you see me on there talking to those D folks, man. You know, we just love to talk football, man. We appreciate you. All right. Before we go, fire Dave Roberts. That's all I have. (laughs) Oh, man, there you go. Before we go, can I get a final score prediction? LSU Arm? Yeah. If you just want if you want to. I'm gonna go 38-27. Okay. Cool. Forty-five twenty-eight. Okay. Actually, 45, 20, 31. 45, 31. Ooh, almost 30 points. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't go. I couldn't go that high. <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I, I know LSU gonna get that many points. I'm trying. I, I'm trying not to. I think LSU gonna score forty. I put it like that. I'm just waiting for this week, and it, it's a week that I'm waiting on where it's gonna be a lot of surprises. Craig said forty-two twenty-seven. So I don't know when it's gonna come. But you already know it's gonna be a week that's coming where it's gonna be a lot of surprises. You gotta have one or two every college football season. You're gonna have some upsets. We had, I think that was last week. We started seeing the last week with the Georgia Tech over Miami and the uh Louisville over Notre Dame. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna see more going down the stretch than what people want to admit to. I don't think mm-hmm. we get full uh I don't think we get full 2007 yet or no, 2005. No, 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 no. Which one of them years? Well, where, uh, yeah, yeah, USF was wreaking havoc, and West Virginia couldn't. Never mind. 
All right, man. Don't do that, bro. We'll be back <laughs> on Sunday recapping these games. Uh, you can also catch us tomorrow. We talk uh, HBCU album. Those good games over there. So, like that, we out. This show was presented by betonline.ag. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Golden Boot! This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.